0: the new england patriots have traded the 14th pick to the pittsburgh steelers with the 14th pick in the 2023 nfl draft the pittsburgh steelers select broderick jones offensive tackle georgia yeah i just want to thank the rooney family uh, coach tomlin and the whole organization for picking me and trusting me to to put on for Still a Nation, I'm here and I'm ready. Um, last night I was I was mad, I, I had an edge on me, uh, and this is, this is the perfect way to end my day right here. I just forgot all about last night, and shoot, I'm ready, and I got a chip on my shoulder. I'm trying to prove myself. Yeah, I just want to thank the Rooney family, uh, Coach Tomlin, and the whole organization for picking me and trusting me to. Uh, to put on for Still a Nation. I'm here and I'm ready. Um, last night I was I was mad, I, I had an edge on me. Uh, and this is, this is the perfect way to end my day right here. I just forgot all about last night and shoot, I'm ready. And I got a chip on my shoulder, I'm trying to prove myself. With the 49th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Keanu Benton, defensive tackle, Wisconsin. With the 93rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Darnell Washington. Tight end, Georgia. Hey, you blink, oh. I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you I blink? I got you. Let's go. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Progerichie, here on the Mad Steel Podcast. Hey! Hey! You DJ blink, go. I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you go. blink. I got you. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Yeah. Rush the quarterback. Benz for the touchdown, and there's the coup de Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. everybody, welcome to this post-draft edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. As we get ready to review the Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, final review of their several selections in the 2023 NFL Draft, as we also take a look at some of the picks within the AFC North Division, and also we had some uh, quarterback moves, uh, re-signs and movings uh, last week. And we'll get into that in just a little bit, but good evening. Once again, I am Charles Price ridgey You can follow me on Twitter at CGr and on Instagram at Metastiel Nation Omar Khan, the Khan artist, is, uh the new nickname has been given to him uh, so far this year, which Mike Tomlin seems uh, to dig so far. But here we go. The sum of this year's draft the Steelers, they select four players on defense and three on offense. Now his uh, first year in the job alongside Andy wild managed to stay patient and be a little aggressive in the first round. Fair enough. He resisted the temptation to take a, to draft a skill player, which be uh, usually in the past under uh, Kevin Colbert, which be quarterback running back or wide receiver for the first time in 38 years, they stay focused on areas that need more attention and Remember, as uh, I was doing the podcast here on Saturday, uh, we recapped the four picks uh, that they had in the top 100, and they only moved uh, twice within that span where they uh, moved up from the 17th to the 14th overall spot they sent with the New England Patriots, in which they also sent them their fourth round, 120th overall pick. And going into that draft, especially – you know, the speculation was going to be, were they going to trade up uh, from the 32 spot or the 17 spot? Well, instead, they elected up on opening night, uh, moved up three spots. And then as that night concluded, uh, a lot of people were expecting the Steelers to get a lot of inquiries about that opening pick of the second round, which was the 32nd pick. And there was uh, some teams uh, definitely uh, on report uh, seem to be interested, such as the Raiders and others. And as Moore got closer and closer to the draft, kept checking up on uh, Twitter, social media, uh, still no update. The Steelers ended up standing pat, and they took Joy Porter Jr., uh, quarterback, uh, Penn State. Uh, he is the son of the course, uh, no secret about it. Steelers legendary outside linebacker Joy Porter. And so the only other move, like I mentioned, uh, at the conclusion of their top 100 picks, uh, they tri- they moved down from the 80th spot uh, to the 93rd spot with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and But they were able to get back a fourth round pick at 132nd. So they got their fourth round pick that they gave to the Patriots uh, instead of just... Uh, it's all, it was only like 12 more spots higher than what they initially were, so it was 132nd. And uh, with that pick, they uh, selected outside linebacker uh, Nick Herbig. But let's go ahead and uh, get into it, like I said, uh, right now. Uh, Nick, Nick Herbig, who was the uh, 132nd overall uh, pick, uh, the cool thing about him right now foot 6'2", 240 pounds. He may not be the prototypical, typical size for a Steelers outside linebacker, then again, here was uh, James Harrison. This is, of course, from Jerry uh, Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He gave a pretty uh, nice uh, review, uh, high marks for Omar Khan. Uh, he said that Herberg, though, was tough and aggressive and played in the Wisconsin defense that is very similar to the Steelers. Now, the cool, unique thing about Herberg, too, he could play in or outside for the Steelers with his aggressive uh, nature. Uh, overcoming his slight build. And I think this was a, a solid pick right here. I, I just only felt like, you know, the question was, too, uh, if I had to do over, I mean, the top 100, like I said, I, I think there's no argument right there what they made. But I, I think when you look at two, too, I mean, they got a real big and nasty tight end, too, that can really – uh be a surprise for uh, this year, too, to fit in with uh, uh Kyle Hayward, like to see how he does in year number two. Uh, Cam Hayward's a uh, little brother. But when you look at it, too, I mean, they finished the night of the top 100, selecting uh, Darnell Washington with the 93rd overall pick out of Georgia. And all the picks they made, with the exception of the very last one, uh, for this year's uh, draft uh, had instant starter grades or should become instant starters. I mean, which is very significant, I think, right there, too. That sh- tells me a lot, right there. I mean, you're grabbing like a lot of the top talent right there while addressing your areas of need. And uh, Mike Tom uh, right there, uh, uh, or Todd, excuse me, said, uh, Quite frankly, too, I can't wait till we get to rookie minicamp in a couple weeks and really see our new Steelers in action, Khan said. And then, of course, I mean, when you look at it, too, I mean, the rest of the picks right there, I mean, they had about three more picks, uh, which was uh, wrapped up on Saturday. Uh, It was the fourth-round pick, like I said, at 132nd, Nick Herbig, who they got from the Panthers when they literally originally traded with the Patriots to move up in the first round. But like I said, the next uh, pick, which was the first or seven-round pick, 7A, you could say, quarterback Corey Trice of Penn State right here. So you got another quarterback right here uh, on this uh, draft right here. And looking back at it, too, they said this might have been a good place to draft a slot corner, but the Steelers were more interested in finding guys who could come to the line of scrimmage and disrupt receivers from getting into their routes. This is what Trey does best. He is a big six foot three, 206 pounds, physical corner who excels at press coverage and can run. 4.474 yard dash. Along with poor, he gives defense corner Tara Austin a pair of tall quarterbacks who make it difficult for quarterbacks to throw over. And I got to like this so far, to be honest with you. I, this is going to be really uh, interesting right now. Because, especially too, when you look at it like, the the key losses too. I mean, basically, and here's the thing too. I mean, you, you look at the Steelers right now. too. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, the last two years, I mean, Joe Hayden retired. I mean, a year ago with due to a foot injury, which he s- suffered uh, during a a tight night, tight knit win. Pretty much last uh, wins in the 2021 season were close down to the wire. But uh, that was versus Titans right there. He eventually had the retired due to his foot injury, Joe Hayden, and then of course, this year uh, losing Cam Sutton to the Detroit Lions in free agency right there. Here's Verge at the end of the day. I mean, when you look at the Steelers right now and what they were doing, I mean, basically, I mean, especially in their playoff uh, drought losing streak right there. And Joe Hayden was nice, uh, but here's the thing, though. Him or Cam Sutton did nothing in the playoffs. Bottom line is, I mean, when you look at, it, like, too, like, especially in uh, Joe Hayden's, like, first year, I mean, they're a fifth and pass defense right there. I mean, him being a, a veteran presence right there, who were able to pick, pick up from the Cleveland Browns, who they released at uh, training camp. But here's at the end of the day, too. Like I said, two out of the four quarterbacks they lost to were Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and the ones in between were Blake Bortles and Baker Mayfield, who's still on the middle of the road right now in his career. Right now, uh, he's he's supposed to be succeeding uh, Tom Brady in Tampa. Right now, trying to give another go. Right now, as they try to transition life beyond him after delivering a Super Bowl and a pair of playoff appearances each year, and he was there in his three seasons uh, with Tampa Bay. I mean, think about it. I mean, Joe Hayden only had one pass deflection. I believe it was in two playoff games. And uh Cam Sutton for the most part, too. I mean, where is he at? I mean, he didn't really do much either. Zoom intercepts right there. I mean, contributed immensely to a defense that was allowing over 40 points a game. And remember Joe Hay and Cam were not there in the New England uh, blowout AFC Championship loss. I mean, of course, they got those guys like the following season, and which is still to this date. I mean, you're trying to snap uh, right now a seven-year uh, playoff uh, losing sh- streak right now. Seven years, four-game losing streak. I mean, even look against the Browns right there in that first year of COVID right there. I mean, Cam Sutton only had one pass deflection, no interceptions, only uh two total tackles in that game. Unacceptable, in my opinion, for a Steelers secondary right there. Who once again, I mean, the year 2020, third in the league in passing defense. And then you go, I mean, the last time they're in the playoffs, they're uh knife in passing defense. And of course, I mean you're not I mean you're Not ready to get lit up against Patrick Mahomes. But still, even in this game right here, I mean, when you had uh, Cam Sutton right there in that game, zero pass deflections, but only five total tackles. That was disheartening. Now, can guys like, you know, when you look at Joy Porter Jr., and then, of course, Corey Trice right now, can they be like the difference makers at the... The Steelers, as expected right now, uh, by people get back to the playoffs, uh, which they should, I mean, can can they really be uh, contributors right there at the end of the day to, like, you know, have a lockdown defense right there? I I, I think it will definitely uh, be interesting right there. I mean, for this uh, improved secondary. I mean, given the fact you still got Mika Fitzpatrick as your free safety, I mean, you no longer also got Terrell Edmonds, too, as your strong safety. But I, I really feel like right now, I mean, it still, they'll be fine defensively during the regular season. I, I just feel like at the end of the day, Joe Hay and Ken Sutton, they were great Peyton bannings of the regular season. But when it came to the playoffs, not really much to show for it, bottom line. And I, I enjoy having them there. But I, I, I just still feel like when you, you get to the playoffs and you're still getting harassed in that area, uh, it's not acceptable anymore. Sorry. Love having him here. Love having him in uniform every Sunday. But at the same time, something needed to change. And I just uh, – hopefully this would be the thing that they're, we're looking for right there. Especially uh, – no excuse when you're giving up that many yards, especially. Now, Blake Porter is still thrilled for over – like around 215 yards, I believe, in that uh, – in the playoff loss to the Jaguars, but then you still got lit up by uh, Baker Mayfield, who had an excellent quarterback uh, rating, too. Uh, And, of course, you know, remember Ben Rossberg turning over the ball, I mean, five times, four interceptions in that game. Yeah, yeah, find a way to do a better job in that area. And hopefully that will ring true. Now, uh, on Corey uh, Trace of Penn State, I mean, like I said, they, they feel like it was a good place to draft a slot corner, but they're interested in finding guys who come to a lot of scrimmage and disrupt receivers from getting into their routes. This is what Trite does best. Six foot three, 206 pounds, physical corner who excels at press coverage and can run 4.474 yard dash. Along with Porter, he gives defense coordinator Terrell Austin a pair of tall cornerbacks who make it more difficult to throw over. Now, of course, I mean, that that'll be uh, very fun to see what they do, what they could scheme up with, especially under uh, defense quarter Terrell Austin right there. Now, their last pick, too. Uh, Steelers, they get another uh, guard in here. So, you get a... I mean, excuse me, not another guard. Another offensive line, a guard. So, they get a tackle, tight end, and a guard as far as their offense goes. I mean... All these picks definitely arguable right there where they where these guys could uh, uh, block or pass block or pick up blitzes too. I mean, basically, so real good right there. I mean, especially in those categories. Uh, Spencer Anderson, uh of Maryland, he has good size, decent athleticism, and should land on the roster as a swing tackle, uh, basically. And that was Corey the Mel uh, Kuiper Jr., who's also uh, evaluating this. So let's go into like my favorite and least favorite picks of this year's draft. I think the favorite uh, pick right here, I mean, that has me gushing still, is uh, quarterback Joy Porter Jr. of Penn State. I mean, he, uh, let's just forget the size that he has, the ties from Joy Porter, I mean, which is definitely huge right there, but he gives the Steelers exactly what they need, an outside like Horn who's tall, long enough to cover the top receivers in the division, particularly a Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Now, when you look at, I mean, right now, Patrick Pearson, who they also got in free agency, too, who's an established vet, will be the perfect uh, mentor for Joy Porter Jr. and their other quarterback, Corey Trice Jr. Patrick Pearson, he's entering his uh, 12th season right there. I mean, to mentor guys like them, especially Porter and Trice, I think it will definitely be fun to see. Because that is key right there, too. I mean, offense is the name of the game. But at the same time, too, if you can find guys right now to, like, uh, disrupt that and kind of lock down right there, that is definitely going to be a huge key right there in itself for those teams. They could continue to make strides on the defensive uh, mark to get back on track. Now, they did have a first-round uh, grade on him, but guard Robert Jones of Georgia, he needed to happen for the first time in 27 years when he last selected a tackle. Jermaine Stevens of North Carolina, AT. That was when the Steelers were defending AFC champions, coming up short in Super Bowl 30 to the Dallas Cowboys. So that was right off the heels of that season. And uh, Jones Mayer may not be the starting left tackle when the season opens, but as a number one pick, it will only be a maritime, time, just like it was last year with Kay Pickett. I think my least favorite uh, pick of this year's draft. Uh, was uh, guard Spencer Anderson of Maryland. And he was the last pick of the draft. And the only reason why I say that, because you look at all these grades right there, with the exception of Spencer Anderson right now, now chance to become an NFL starter, don't get me wrong, but this is more like a developmental uh, guy right here at the end of the day. This one you may end up seeing on a practice squad. I mean, coming up when you look at it. But I I think for right now, I think they, they, this uh, roster is definitely be uh, loaded with some depth right here at the end of the day. And then, of course, a couple like you know some of the targets they were getting in uh, free agency too. I mean, up to this point, I mean just filling up their uh, needs right here. And we we what the Steelers have been doing, other Omar Khan and Andy Wild, the first year experiment life uh, without Kevin Colbert, and I think a lot of Steelers fans right now we we'll appreciate the aggressiveness. I mean, what do you think so far? Do you like the aggressiveness right there, moving up and what they had to do, trading down? Were they a little too aggressive? Do you still like the formula that they used traditionally where they don't mess with a lot of their draft capital to get players or to move up? But if you really think about it, too. In the last 20 years, it's the fourth time. Uh, they were able to uh, trade up in the draft. Of course, 2003, when they uh, s- moved up to select uh, s- strong safety, uh, Troy uh, Palomalu, basically. I mean, that was back in uh, 2003. Of course, I mean, two Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowl, uh, I mean, excuse me, Defense Player of the Year right there. And then, of course, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. So they went from... Uh, 27th to 16th, they trade up 11 spots. Then, of course, uh, 2006, as defending Super Bowl champions, gained that one for the thumb. Uh, Bill Coward's last year as head coach, which would prove to be, uh, they moved uh, seven spots uh, from 32nd to 25th to select wide receiver San Antonio Holmes. And then, prior to this one, uh, four years ago, they moved up 10 spots. Uh to at number 10 overall, to grab inside linebacker Devin Bush, who is now with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh things did not pan out uh very well up until we had the knee injury, basically. And there you have it right there. But I mean the Steelers right there. I mean you look at like like I said, the additions right here, but they've been uh, making free each right here. Isaac uh Sayamal, uh right there. I mean, he's one of their guards right there. I mean, as far as, like, the offense lines, we continue to look at it right now. And then you look at the other uh, offensive lineman here, another guard, Nate Herbig, who is the brother of Nick Herbig of Wisconsin, right there. I mean, you just look at it right here. They also uh, got right here, too. I mean, they also got LaRavion, uh Clark from the Titans. I mean, so so this team has definitely been really concentrating right here on a live scrimmage on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And I, I think right there too. like let's also take a look at two uh right now from uh their fourth pick in the draft. I didn't get a chance to expand that much. I believe I did a little bit on or their third pick, excuse me, on Saturday's uh podcast, but Keanu Bent right here, defense tackle on Wisconsin. They got two uh players from Wisconsin as well as uh, two from Georgia in this draft, uh, basically. But I got to tell you right now, Keanu Benton, I'd be really interested to see how he's been picking the brain of guys like Cam Hayward and, of course, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, who anchor that defensive line. Now, Cam Hayward, who's primarily played most of his career as defensive end, he has been play, playing more defense tackle the last last uh, three seasons pretty much. But I think Isaac Salamalo right here, that was a question mark uh, by uh, Mel Kuiper Jr. in this one. He was a little bit baffled on that one. Uh, you know, that one for the Steelers right there. I mean, of course, I mean, uh, Riddick, he, he was uh, liking them right there. And and for uh, Kuiper, too, I don't mind following. I mean, definitely be a little bit of a hardball when it comes to the Steelers. But to be honest with you, I mean, it's fair. And uh it, it's definitely decent. Now it's and now as far as uh Keanu uh Betton, he was saying Betton's trades in matches college production, but if he keeps developing some pass rush moves, uh he could be a three-down player. He was a slight reach on his board. Uh basically. So that one uh still Taking some time to convincing for why the Steelers uh, selected uh, Benton uh, with their 49th uh, pick in the draft. But he did also go on to mention, too, uh, with Darnell Washington. He dropped uh, because of some medical concerns, but he'll step into the NFL as one of the league's best blocking tight ends. If he could up his game as a pass rusher, he could be a steal. And uh, the picks uh, pretty much that uh, Mel Kuyper. Loved. I mean it was like uh on the first two days of the draft I mean the grab brother uh, Jones at uh 14 and then Joy poor Jr pretty much so there you have it right there and uh he he gave the Steelers overall a B plus for me for this grade on this year's draft is there such a thing as a B triple plus that's what I'm going to give. I'm not ready to give this uh, pick necessarily an A. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, like, FL Network pretty much gives the Steelers, like, an A. I mean, then you also have, like, uh, of course, Jerry Dulek an A. I mean, especially just, just what they did in their top 100 picks pretty much the first two uh, days of the draft. But for me, I, I got to give it a B. I, I just feel like right there, because the only moves I'm questioning right there like I said, when you look at this closely, it's going to be uh, Keanu, uh, Benton, and Spencer Harrison. Other than that, I have no problem with this draft. Now, when you look at the post-draft uh, power rankings, let's take a look at it right now. Pittsburgh Steelers are uh, 15th right there. They are previously 15th in free HC rankings, according to NFL.com's uh, post-draft power rankings. are 15th. They did not move anymore. Uh, NBC uh, Sports, uh, they are. Fourteenth in free agency, they dropped down one spot to fifteen uh in their rankings right there. Uh, pretty much. And then of course you also got like uh the athletic, another on one too, who's also looked at the steals right there. And I believe they have them in the top ten. Just uh, confirm here. But yeah, I I think like I said, this is all in all a, a great weekend for the Steelers right here, as far as what they were able to do. And it's just uh really just uh, what they've been able to manage here. I mean, other Omar Khan. Now I will I will just pull close to the way and just say uh this right now, uh when we look at it. I mean, this is a good uh looks like a team of paper champions. Crash gonna be on now, especially more in particular. Uh, for uh, you know Matt Canada on the offense right there. He's got a lot of pieces he's looking for, especially with the run blockers right there. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think for right now, uh, I mean, this year's uh, draft, according to the Athletic, uh, they got the Philadelphia Eagles as the winners of this year's draft. GM, Howie, Roseman, it appears to have delivered once again, ranking one quality pick after another. Roseman devoted dev- dev- much of his Teams draft resources to retool your defense. that is a number of key con- contributors in free agency. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as far as the Steelers going into it right now, uh, he they do say that they understand the importance of winning in the trenches. Steelers first added a uh, talented offensive tackle in Broderick, and then drafted one of the best blocking tight ends available in Darnell uh, Washington. So, I mean, he's. The Steelers right there, as far as like uh winners, they're uh third in that uh list. So very phenomenal job right there. A lot to be happy with. Now, let's get back to uh the thing at hand right now, too. Uh, like I mentioned, the quarterback uh deals that happen right there, too, when you look at it. I mean, uh for I mean, this year, Aaron Rodgers finally getting traded to New York JT's. Jets, 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 that happened earlier in the week, uh, the week of the draft right there, prior to the draft. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they uh, traded Aaron Rodgers along with uh, their uh, 15th overall pick. So they uh, moved up uh, two spots uh, with the New York Jets uh, in the draft at 13th from 15 to 13. Plus, they also uh, traded their uh, fifth-round pick, 170. And in return uh, from the Jets, they got their 13th overall pick, uh, second-round pick at 42. And then they also uh, got their uh, seventh-round pick, which was 207. And an additional second-round pick, as long as Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of his snaps, could turn into a first-round pick. Uh, which was pretty significant uh, right there, I mean, when you look at it. I mean, it was uh, definitely uh, very good right there. I mean, for what the Packers were able to expect right there, I mean, uh, for that. So, like I said, they got their 13, uh, 42, and 207 pick, along with an additional second-round pick, which is inevitable to become an additional uh, first-round pick as long as he plays most of his steps a no brainer that he does. And uh with uh Aaron Rodgers uh contract, too. Uh by the way, uh he for right now this year, he is still gonna be guaranteed 150815000 dollars. Who's got like uh, three years left on his deal, 150.815, uh all of which is guaranteed. And a uh, big shout and congratulations right there, too. I was one of the people that was very skeptical. Ah, uh, former MVP Lamar Jackson, uh, who uh, finally gets uh, his uh, deal right now. Five years, 260 million, 185 million uh, guaranteed. Uh, so his uh, guaranteed money right now is uh, ranks second, uh, which is ahead of Jalen Hurts, still be behind Deshaun Watson, gets all of his guaranteed 230 million dollars. So congratulations to him right there. I mean, uh, when everything was looking ugly, when I was talking business uh, last year, throughout the season, during the playoffs right there, especially uh, questioning, too, if he would have got paid when he had tried to gut out and played in the playoffs versus Bengals on the road in Cincinnati. But I tell you what, I mean, it's no secret what they did to move up and grab this guy at the end of the first round five years ago. And uh, glad to see that get done. Uh, it's going to be annoying to have them around, but at the same time, you know what? Uh, best got to go up against the best. And that's going to do it for this edition here of the Man Steel podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Man of CGR and on Instagram at Man of Nation. Once again, I'd like to hear your uh, feedbacks, comments right there. What'd you think? Do you like the little new shakeup and the makeover of the Steelers right here? As uh, is Omar Khan be a little bit too aggressive? And do you guys feel like a Super Bowl is in the near future? I'd probably say give it about two, three years uh, at the latest for this team where they could legit look like a Super Bowl contending team. But, of course, first, they got snapped their playoff losing streak. Let me know. Again, as I always, leave it. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, serious, Here we go. I gone. The Metal Steel Podcast, with your host Charles Price Ritchie, here on YouTube. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button, and for all the latest Metal Steel Podcast episodes, feel free to download them on Mixcloud, Anchor.fm, and SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts.